everybody and welcome to the don't be mad podcast your weekly dose of the nfl season is back Ooh, baby i'm your boy matthew aka lefty lucky and i'm here as always with jamali and we got tyler on the boards unfortunately jason couldn't make it today he's feeling a bit sick so we wish him a speedy recovery and hopefully he'll be back next week to join us on uh some chats and debaucheries as uh, per usual so let's start this off the right way. How was your week? How's the mental health, Jamali? I've been good. Yeah. Seen better days. Yeah. Yeah. How so? What's been going on? Just living, you know what I mean? Just life. Yeah. Nothing exciting. <laughs> Typical, same old, same old. Stuck in a rut? No, I'm not a rut. I'm in a happy place. I mean, I'm not, not depressing or shit, but same old, same old. No ups, no downs. Good times. Feels like you need like a jolt of energy, you know, like no, a little, no, little up kick. Oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> you know, I, I know that feeling. Sometimes you uh, you got your heart set on something, and when you miss it, it just brings everything else around you down. No, it's all right, man. Yeah, we all go through it. That's oh, all right. If it's on your mind, man, just just let it out. There's there's no better place to vent than a place like this. Oh, trust me. Like, how good was the deal? Like, are we talking like a like a fifty percent off, or or like a seventy percent off? Don't listen to what you've been told, fam. I'm asking you because you're like head in the phone as per usual. Whenever we start this shit, like you can't even look at me. Oh, it's because what you're listening to is bullshit. So I'm not gonna entertain. So it. then correct it. <laughs> I just told you it's nothing like that. It's just a regular, same old period. It's nothing special. Nothing overwhelming nothing underwhelming it's just a regular shit all right man that's what it is and that's what it is bro yeah. it's all good i've been having a pretty good week i, I can't complain man I, at one point i was feeling a bit sick but i'm i'm over it now it's been a bit better you know unfortunately the weather's been uh, kind of meh and i feel like my mood has been coming down with that more of like kind of like how you are without the energy but right. sunday came along and football came and you know, even though the Broncos didn't win, it felt real nice. It felt nice to, to have Sundays matter again. <laughs> that's sad. What do you mean that's sad? Very sad. Well, like, it's like, especially like, you remember last week you were talking about how, you know, summer's over. And the one thing I said is like the only thing that's good about summer coming to an end is the fact that we get sports back. We get football back. And in October, we get both hockey and basketball back. So it's like now that it's here. And the season has begun. I'm okay with summer ending or coming to a close, knowing that, especially and with the week of football we just had, I'm quite content. Yo, summer doesn't give a fuck about you. Summer's gonna come whether you're content with it or not. <laughs> it's gonna come and go. <laughs> but at least with it coming or going, with it going right now, we got football. And it was a good week of football. I don't know how many games you were able to watch. None. None? Yeah. Come on, really? Bro, you I didn't even watch the Giants? No, I watched the highlights. I've been doing this for the past two years. I've been since the whole boycott shit. Oh, the boycott shit. Well, let me tell you something about this people boycotting. A lot of people that I know were on this boycott. And it's not just football. We're all over the timeline it's talking not, about football. Oh, yeah, but, that, but that's not me. I, but I, you've heard me say that you can record, you can go back to old recordings. Yeah. I've always said I just look at the highlights. Not me, man. I. I went over to the bu uh, the pub with a few people, watched a few matches, saw, you know, Sammy Watkins go out there and dominate. 
watch Cleveland stink it up. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> stink it up from the highlight that I watched. Who, Cleveland? Oh, yeah, he did through like three dude, picks. Dude, they lost by 30 points, gave up over 200 yards and penalties. Eight. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. 18 penalties total, I believe, which is like the most they've had since like Belichick was coaching the team. I mean, like, wow. And look, we're going to get to my team stinking it up too. We're just starting at the top, okay? <laughs> hey, at, least, at least the Giants didn't do it that bad. Oh, they, they didn't do that. But at the same time, when it comes to the Giants, we're not expecting them to be great. You know, like so, like there's a bit of a mulligan on your guys' team as well. Are great. I mean, they they may be great in your heart, but right now that team is like, you know, anything they can do that's positive, well, you know, it'll be great. It's it's kind of like icing on a cake that's we know isn't delicious. <laughs> We're not talking about your um, well, my Broncos. Broncos. No, we could talk about how my Broncos put out a snooze fest of a fucking performance. Against the goddamn Raiders. As per usual. Oh, you know what? Like I said last week, I feel like if this organization wants to go in the right direction, we've got to really be asking us some serious questions about John Elway and his leadership as far as being general manager of this team. And if the Bowen family is smart, they'll let him know, hey, if you can't get it done, you may have to, we may have to go a different direction. What you're not going to do. Ugh. I mean, shit, who knows? They're I just know to, what I saw from Joe Flacco Sunday night was enough to put me to sleep, literally. And I'm. Well, when has Joe, Joe Flacco been an exciting QB to watch? I've never said he was. Okay, I'm just checking. And, and knowing that he's on our team now, I mean, what I saw last night pretty much w- was expected. Yeah, he's not, an, he's not an interesting quarterback like that. The only thing that bugs me about the Broncos now is, like, I, I just look at this team and I don't see an identity. You know, like, usually you could look at a team and, like, they have some form of, like, a philosophy. Like, even with you guys, you know that you guys want to offensively get it on the run. Like, you see that with you guys. You, you usually try to stack up your D-line on defense and get good linebackers. Like, that's something you've always had pride in doing. With us... I don't know where the offense is, is going. Are we a running offense? Are we a passing offense? When it comes well, to the defense. I think they're figuring it out. That's the thing. When it com- but it's like we've constantly been a team that usually gets it through the run. And then in the last few years, we've been just trying to get teams out there that sling the ball, but we haven't had the quarterback clientele to do that. And now I look at the defense. Before, we were like the orange crush of old, man. We were, we were shutting teams down. And now I just I look at the secondary. It's not uh, mile high, no fly anymore. Like everything just looks kind of in flux. Where's the direction? Where's that football philosophy that this is what we do? This is what we're going to stape ourselves on? You know, like I, I don't see it. Well, don't hold your breath, buddy. Look, I'm not holding my breath. I just, I know how I feel about it. I know what I expect from this season. And I just know, like, if, if it continues this way, what needs to be done, hopefully the owners are smart enough to do it. And look, it may hurt a few feelings. Fuck it. We got to win. That's it. You're not gonna do it, bro. So yes. you could you could forget about it. I can hope though. But looking at some highlights from this week, you know Lamar Jackson, the guy who a lot of people said should uh, switch positions, become a running back, or be a cornerback for some stupid reason, went out there and was just slinging that thing, man. What he finished the game with what five touchdowns, I think, yeah. something like that. You know, three or he, what? He had three or four in the first half. First half, he had three. Yeah. So I remember, like, they, they put up a stat, like, he had seven attempts, seven completions. I think it was, like, 139 yards and uh, three touchdowns at that point. 
It was just like, I know we look at Miami and they're pretty much just thrown in the towel to the season because they're tanking for Tua. Like, it's it's known. It's not even a question, but my goodness, could you put up any more of like a just horrible, disgusting match? Well, at least from the highlights that I've watched, Giants didn't do that bad. <laughs> Was that the two of the Ravens and Dolphins, bro? That's all, I, that's all that matters. <laughs> I don't go fuck about your team, bro. They're not my team. I'm talking about teams that have played. <laughs> yeah, dude, well, they're not my team. Are you even paying attention? <laughs> I am. I'm very much paying attention. I'm bringing it back to my Giants. All right, so what did you favor about your Giants considering the highlights you watched? I mean, Eli didn't throw an interception. Which, oh, that's amazing. That's pretty good. Fucking amazing. That's pretty damn good. Like, that's impressive. I, I mean, the few highlighted plays that I see, well, you know, I see more than a few. I'm actually, I actually have a way of getting like extended highlights. And Saquon ran the ball very well. At least they didn't abuse him. I thought they were going to abuse yeah, the way. Yeah, I, he... I feel like everybody's worried about Saquon getting abused this season. <laughs> you know, but like he, he played well. Um, well, he's not a rookie quarterback. I think he's a uh, uh, receiver. He's a second year. What's his name? Why am I drawing a blank? He, he caught a couple good catches. Mm. I think it's it's it's... It's a good start to what what is expected to be a terrible year. Yeah, and I think like that's the one thing too. Like we know when it comes to the Cowboys, at the very least, they're pretty much priming themselves for this Super Bowl run right now. You know, like they you got Zeke in there; he's paid for. It's good to go. Dak's contracts next to be signed, and pretty much Jerry Jones said it's going to happen. There's nothing to worry about. It's more a matter of like. Is it going to be front heavy, back heavy? Like those little things that pretty much is not for us to worry about. But when you look at that team as a whole, you look at like Gallup in there. He played incredible for them. They got Cobb, who pretty much seems like he works really well into that system. Almost like he's taking over a sense of, uh, oh, shoot, what was that white wide receiver's name? Drawing a blank on him, too. Either way, he took over for him in like that slot situation and, you're looking at what their team is doing right now as far as just, like, prime themselves for a long run rather than just, like, prime themselves for a hype. And then what you guys were able to accomplish as far as, like, just not getting completely and totally embarrassed in that game, not too bad. No, we didn't get embarrassed. Still a lot to be seen, though, for what you guys are going to do, especially in that division, because as much as, like, I feel everybody thinks it's, like, Cowboys are going to be a lock for it and they're going to run well, away yeah, with I it. I think they're going to finish... Uh, top of the division i still think you i think guys, the eagles have a chance yeah eagles have a chance i mean like deshaun jackson played incredible <laughs> like almost like he was he never left yeah like just came right back and just continued where he left off i saw a stat that they were showing like the wide receivers with the most 50 plus yard touchdowns he's second on the list after randy moss was 29 he has 31 and i think jerry rice has 35 wow so it's like Literally just picking up where he left off. <laughs> and perfect fit. I don't know why he ever left, man. He should have just stayed there the whole but time. I remember they had the whole dispute, right? Yeah. yeah it was but a different of opinion. When, when you're home, you're home, man. You just you got to stick it out. You got to work it the out. Only, the only team in our division we don't have to worry about is the Redskins. <laughs> the Washington Redactors, as I like to call. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I look, at, I look at that team, like Washington, and I feel like they're just so unlucky. And maybe it's because, because of, of the, the name. name. <laughs> but it's like every year 
something they have the most injuries on their team and like they'll have guys that'll come in and you're just looking at them and and you just think like okay this is actually a team that can do something and it's just injury after injury after injury that that just but it's not even just injury destroys it's like, them man it's just like it's not just like anybody who get hurt it's always like the people that they want to build a team yeah, around literally Their centerpiece get pulled out like losing guys it's just like like this is the running back that you knew was like this is the man like he's gonna be the one to push us yeah. forward and then he gets injured out honestly if i was a player and i got drafted to the redskins and i realized that it was built around me i would literally walk off <laughs> i mean like because you look at last year with alex smith it's just like literally breaks his his leg in two places it's just like what like cousins the year before a couple of years before like, it's just so RJ3. unfortunate no matter who is on that team was it didn't McNabb play for them for a bit uh yeah and he ended his career <laughs> like it's so like when you play on that team if you're like one of the guys just expect at some point injury is going to come and you know maybe maybe that team is cursed maybe because of the name that team is cursed but that wasn't like the only major Injury that happened. You had Nick Foles, who started off the game incredible. You know, two quarters in, gets a beautiful touchdown where the injury that came off of it was him just sitting in the pocket to make a play. Right. Gets slammed down to the ground, breaks his clavicle. You know, out they're, they're saying now possibly out for half the season, but depending on how it heals up, maybe the whole season, you know? Uh, what's his name? I, which highlight did I watch? I think it was the Cleveland highlight where what's his name got laid out. There's a few. Uh, oh fuck! I forgot his name. And I was, but I was happy he did come back. They checked him for concussion. Yeah. Um, no, there were a few big hits. I mean, like you even had. Uh, what's the third receiver? Because it's it's Odell. You have Odell Landry. Landry and. and um, oh shoot! I keep forgetting the other guy. I think he's like in the second year. Yeah, him. Yeah. When he got, he did the collide. Like, oh man! I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't like to see players get hurt regardless no, of, of which not. team they play on. And I mean, like like I said, like you had Nick Foles get hurt. He's out, especially like considering how well Jacksonville was playing up to that point. And I mean, like the guy who came in did pretty well, you know, 22 of 25. You know, he kept the, the momentum going. But you just saw there was a bit of a shift when Nick Foles went down, you know, just like. The, well, it's always going to be a shift. Yeah. And then you had Tyreek Hill, who also he had a collarbone. I, I'm not sure if it was a clavicle as well, but. Broken collarbone. Yeah, he's out for, uh, I think they're saying six to eight weeks. Wow. It's like major injuries across the board, man. Crazy. Pretty intense, man. I mean, like. Yo, these, that's the thing that I don't, I completely and utterly refuse to understand. Why they don't play these guys in preseason. And then week one comes around and then you're throwing them hard at it. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times they limit them in preseason to avoid injury. You know, especially if you know somebody is a lock in their position, a lot of times you want to use the preseason to figure out who your second, third, and fourth are going to be. I know? get it. But, like, I think by law, or not by law, but some way, like, they, the rules should be, like, with, what like, your first two quarters has yeah. to be played with your starters. And then after that, you could run over I mean, the first quarter. you could try to force it, but, I mean, there was, what was it, two seasons ago when... It just seemed like everybody was tearing their ACLs in preseason, and he had like damn near half the half the the league had one or two people in preseason tearing an ACL. You know, so 
it's it's honestly like it's the catch-22 in one hand yeah you want them to get back into like the game speed you want to see them take a few hits get up from it you know just get like that their body is ready again for it but it's the risk of what we see happening in week one where you know you go out there and you could be perfectly fine going in and then all of a sudden you take one bad hit and that's it for you almost definitely it's fucked up but it's life <laughs> it's true it's sad i mean what am i supposed to do they this is the the life they chose yeah but i mean outside of uh the injuries there were some big stories that happened you had ordell beckham jr's watch who is jason talking shit to bro oh uh, he should keep his little riverly he's not even like a he's river happy anymore. that the chargers won they're a stream i mean look I'm not mad that the Chargers won because I had both Phillip Rivers and Austin Eckler on my uh, team, and oh, they collectively man. gave me around like 70 points. So no complaints over here about that. But it's week one, man. You, we know how this goes. Everybody gets a little bit too hype and starts making crazy predictions about what's going to happen. Well, uh, one prediction that I know is not a prediction is that Phillip Rivers is not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean... Nowhere. I hope not. <laughs> I, I, there's no hope. Like, I look at it, it in the AFC West. It's still KC's division. It's still their division to, to take control of. And, and, you know, the Chargers should be right there with them. But you never know. The Chargers are not there. They're charge-less. <laughs> they got no power. None. They're done, bro. He Phillip Rivers need to retire now. If he wants a chance to go down, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's let's wait till the season's done. No, he, he, he's my starting quarterback. Let's he, let's wait a minute. He, <laughs> oh, the, the nerve of you! The nerve of me. Hey, when it comes to fantasy, I say put all emotions aside. You just you take the best thing for your team. That's it. That's all. Philip Rivers is the what 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 what, what, what position do you have in the draft? Oh, uh, we did an auction draft, so positions doesn't really matter. It's all about how much you're willing to spend. And how much did you? You must have got his ass for free. No, I spent, but we're good. What do you mean? How much did you spend? Don't worry about it. Is this real cash or your fiction? No, it's not real cash. It's like you you get like a $200 bank and then you buy your players. Oh, one of those type of things. Yeah. He must have been on the low end. Must be on the sales rack or some shit. I got him for the (laughs) amount I wanted him for. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Yeah. (laughs) For the low. (laughs) The point is. Jason will be paying 23 and then you'll be paying Wade. You know what I mean? (laughs) That, that, that's for sure. So let's hold off on these retirement talks. You let's get through the season. For, if he wants to retire when the season's done, perfectly fine by me. Oh, you should retire now if you know get the me a, Get me a victory of the season. That'd be great. I'd You're be not going to get shit. Hey, 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 hey. What have Philip hey, Rivers ever hey, won? What did I do to you? No, what Philip Rivers have but, ever won? But what won? did I do to you? I'm asking you a question. Look, it doesn't matter about if he wins the, the league or not. Just get the points I need to win my matchups. You're not going to get them. He this can lose every single luck. game, but if he gives me 30 points in every single loss, I'll be happy. Mm, well, <laughs> like that. wins and losses don't matter. Just uh, perform well. I predict he's not going to play past game five, uh, week five. What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm just telling you. Like, wh- what is wrong with you? I'm just telling you. There's too much hate in your heart. <laughs> it's not hate. It's factual. It's factual. Jesus when, when, on week six, you're going to be like, yo, how did you know? Like, a lot of people said Tom Brady was finished. I never said that. Two seasons ago. And look at this guy. No one said that. Going for number seven. Whoever said that was a crazy person. There were a lot of crazy people out there. There you go. <laughs> they, they saw two weeks in uh, when Casey whooped their ass and they were like, oh, well, it's, it's over for the Patriots. They got to switch them out. They got to look for retirement. Mm-hmm. And now he's looking for number seven. They gave him what? Uh, 42 million? Who? 
Tom Brady? Brady? Extension? Dude, I don't even know. Or was it? I know he always takes discounts. That's I'm all sure. I know. He always takes discounts. I know. And Philip Rivers over there, who was a discount? Like, I was trying to get a high price. Took a discount and now they got AB. <laughs> don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Please. Come on. Look. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I really don't. You don't want to talk about Antonio Brown? No, man. Going because to the, the Giants could have. For $15 million, <sighs> nine guaranteed? After calling Mike Mayock a cracker? <laughs> what, what, what did the Giants do, man? <laughs> what are they doing? How's this? What's this got to do with the Giants? Because they could have picked him up. <laughs> yeah, they weren't gonna pick him up. Look, you guys got rid of Odell because of Deadway. locker room culture and all this shit. You're gonna pick up Antonio Brown? You're damn right. Come on, man. That was not gonna happen. Oh. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even have wanted to go. Yeah, he would have. This was an elaborate plan from the very beginning. He always wanted to go to the Patriots. The Steelers didn't want to trade him to the Patriots, even when the Patriots were willing to give up a first rounder for him. And then he had to go through this whole runaround. Remember, he refused going to the Bills. Right. Goes to Oakland. And I'm telling you, like, from day one, <laughs> he has had an elaborate <laughs> plan to get the fuck out of Oakland. Look, starting of training camp, he went to the training camp in a hot air balloon. Okay? <laughs> Number one. Then tries to literally freeze Not off his own feet in the cryo chamber. <laughs> For weeks, starts complaining about a helmet, grievances, I'm not going <laughs> to wear it, I'm going to retire, the whole shebang. Oh, God. Threatens the general manager during uh, one of the training camps where he's like, says he's going to punch him in the face and then punts the, the football down the field. After that shit happens, he had another threat of retirement. He, he's doing it called the social media shit. Calls Mike Mayock a cracker after threatening him in his office. I mean, the list of shit he did just to get released is insane. And during, like, the last final stint of this all, everybody knew. Patriots are going to get him. The second the Raiders release him, the Patriots are going to get him. And that they did. And that's exactly what happened. Bill Belichick is the greatest supervillain of all time. But why don't label him a supervillain, man? <laughs> no, I... Because he doesn't go after people. I say because do... it's it diabolical. Yo, but when you're a great person, people want to be around you. Oh, and, and look, and I'm not, I, no, I'm I'm not always... saying it in a negative way. Like, I love it. Like, I love the fact that it's like Bill Belichick is just like he's this mastermind. And I'm positive him and Antonio Brown's, or at least Antonio Brown's agent, were on the phone together being like, this is how we got to get it done. He has to get released. We got to make it happen. And they just went through hell and high water to make sure that he got released. Imagine so you found out that he paid for the hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is what we got to do to get you out of here. <laughs> the hot air balloon's on me, pal. Let's go. Oh, man. No, I love it. I, I love it because it simultaneously screwed the Steelers and the Raiders. More so the Steelers, though, because they just hate the Patriots with all their heart. And especially like, you watch in week one, the Patriots destroy the Steelers 33-3. to Steelers looked like complete garbage. And now <laughs> they get their ex-wide receiver on the Patriots. When they could have got a good first-round pick. Could have got a first-rounder. And now what year? That, was, no, that wasn't last year. That was the year before. For what? When he wanted, when they wanted. No, it was literally this, uh, this past offseason. This all, all this shit happened at the end of last season. Well, it's true. He did close yeah. out the season last year with the Steelers. Because they gave up a three and a five. Yeah. He, no, no, but he, 
He did finish last season with the Steelers. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Oh, so this guy really mean he wasn't going to suit up for Oakland. Nope. Not at all. But I mean, like Bill Belichick praising him and saying, you know, like he wanted Antonio Brown because he reminded him of Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy, look, Randy, Randy. I just look at it like hopefully because I have absolutely no problem with the Patriots winning another one. Tom Brady gets number seven. Good on him. Well, I mean, I mean, if the if my team continue to play as good, it could be the third one we get. Wait, you're you're saying Giants, Giants in the Super Bowl? Uh, if we go up against the Patriots, you you think the Giants are going to make the Super Bowl? Did we think so in twenty? Uh, what was it? Twenty ten? But you had a way better team. No, no. But did we think so though? <laughs> we started out the, the you, season. You at least with had a team that we thought could make the playoffs. <laughs> So what? <laughs> we got Saquon, baby. <laughs> Look, like we said, man, we are not. We are hoping you don't run Saquon into the ground. Bro. And the only way you would have a chance of even making a wild card game is if you put everything on his back. And we know for a fact that's not going to happen. Yo, and just did looking you at, see how he looking was at the rest. You see how he was the fighting NFC. the holes. I'm not look. I'm not here to argue his greatness. Okay, we know he is incredible. incredible. But the thought of that one man alone making it to the playoffs for you guys, or even making it to the Super Bowl, not happening. Bro, don't be a hater. Well, it's not hate, man. It's it's just the reality. Especially looking at the rest of the NFC, it's not happening, man. It is not this year. No, you never know. Look, you're better off like going the Dolphins route, do a little tanking. Try to get a nice draft pick selection, you know? Like, look to the future. I would love for my team to do a little bit more tanking, look to the future, and hopefully get Elway out of there. But <laughs> these are the things that we got to look look at, you know? Trust me. <laughs> it, it, the last thing they want to know is that they're going up against the Giants. I don't think there's a single team right now that looks at the Giants and they say... Oh, that that's a tough one on the schedule. <laughs> huh? Like we got to be realistic about our teams right now. I'm very realistic. Both of our teams right now. I am very realistic. Like we're not bottom feeders, but we definitely ain't above middle of the pack, including Cleveland. Including Cleveland. Oh wow! I just had to say it to see Tyler's face. <laughs> no, actually, of our three teams, I think Cleveland has a way better shot. Oh, I'm glad you only said three. Thank you. I respect that. No, I'm, I'm talking about the people in the room. No, just the people in general in the conversation. I respect <laughs> that. Hey, you got to be here to matter. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that look? Like you're giving me shit. I showed up to talk football, man. Yeah. So Did you, you at least a- see the highlights from the Monday night game? The only Monday night game that mattered, not not Broncos and Raiders. No, what you, dude? Come on. No, New Orleans versus the Texans. It was like one of the greatest Monday night games I've seen in like fucking years. Man. I'm glad you saw it. I'm happy for you. DeAndre Hopkins, who's also on my fantasy team, put on a madness out there. Though he's already dropping balls, which I don't like. Well, that's a great sign. Bright future. Yo, you're such a hater, bro. Oh, Matthew. Such a hater. And, like, he's doing it with no energy, too. 
Oh, okay, what's so important on your phone? I need to know. Not football. Damn right, it's not football. Because <laughs> football ain't important. Whoa. Not anymore, bro. Oh, it's so important. It's still the best. Uh, on a Sunday that rains and I have nothing else to do, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I have nothing else I want to hang out with people like you, sure, I'll do it. Hey, 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 if this is the attitude you're going to have, you are not invited. <laughs> I'm, I'm never invited. I don't, don't want a, a, a half-assed protester watching football in my home. Oh, I'm not going to protest. I'm just make sure you have wings on deck. If you, no, no, you see, that's the thing. The wings will be for people who watch football I with watch it. all their heart. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring your own wings if that's how you're going to be. And I always supply good wings. <laughs> I would so. hope so. What? Do you remember the last time my spread of wings that I brought through? They were dope. Don't hate. Hey. hey. Yeah. I'm going to let you have that. <laughs> oh, these, these black people. Always got to be about race with this one. Eh? <laughs> and their chicken. They can never be happy. Anyways, on to some other shit. What's on your heart, Jamal? Nothing's on my heart. What do you think of Nikki's announcement of retirement? To start a family? Yeah. Good on her. I have, I have. Isn't she married now? Uh, I don't know if she's married. I just know the guy she's with. Isn't he like a pedophile? Was in or on trial? I know her brother was a pedophile. Shit. I heard the brother used to touch. I've face. heard like so much random shit about this dude. Like I'm, I was well, like, I don't know what's charged. real or don't not. Laugh, Tyler, the brother was charged with. <laughs> like, wait. I don't know. When it comes to that, I mean, power to her if that's what she wants to do. Do it. I mean, like she's had such a great successful career that if she wants to take a break which i honestly don't think no she's, she's not a break she's fully removing herself she's trying to be a joke well, i'll be honest i don't think she's gonna remain retired but if she wants to pursue well, having a family go Jordan for it that shit? why not jay-z the shit no 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 she's not jay-z, Jay-Z the shit she's not jay-z bro. put out a whole album that's like you're you're announcing your retirement through the whole album and then come back with your own version of Kingdom Come. But she's not. She's not Jay-Z. No, but the thing is, I think as long as she still does Queen Radio, as long as she has like any other ventures on the side, I, I still think, although she announced this retirement, there still may be a window for her to come back. I, I'd be very shocked if she literally hung it up for good. Like she's still young. She still has such an incredible fan base. She still sells a lot of records. Like it'd be so weird for her at this point, especially where I feel like she's kind of come out of that persona where everybody just thought she was like her against every other female artist. Like now that you lost. No, but whether she won that battle or not, it's like you have this situation with Meg Thee Stallion. You put out a single with her. Everybody's praising you guys for it. Even if the single's not that great, it's like it's the look that you got from it that it would be weird now to literally like walk away from music entirely. But start your family, man. Like, I mean, like, fuck, you're perfectly entitled to that. You're still young. You're rich. Like, have a family. No, I think, I think it's admirable. Yeah. I'm glad. One less bad songwriter, artist to listen to. Thank God. Well, you don't like Nicki? <laughs> Not the Nicki of late. <laughs> I mean, I got, look, her last album wasn't that bad. I, I mean, like Nikki, I felt it was too long. I, I, I like Nicki when she was on the come up. That Nicki was an artist. I feel like everybody likes that Nicki. And I mean, 
even I like like that was the Nikki that everybody pretty much hoped it would have been. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like we see it all the time. We're like an. I artist. mean, you got a glimpse of it like on Monster and. Yeah, I mean, like she's always still there, you know. Like, and like I said, her last album. Yeah, but I think she. Went, it was like, a good album. I just don't like the gimmicks that she played. Yeah, that's the only thing about Nikki's career that I've always ever said. It's like, just stay away from the bullshit. Like, stop like the the ranting and rah rah rah. Like, it's so unnecessary. No, it's not even just that, but like the whole like, it's like she wanted to be Jay and Buster Rhymes put together. And mm. when I say that, I think like she wanted to be like this lyrical woman, but super animated. And in her animation, what well, a little bit of hint of like little kim like a bit of you know what i mean like I, it just never it it never clicked because mm-hmm. she could have never done all of them at the the with the levels that they, sh- they deserve to be you know what i mean i think you could never be as animated as like a buster rhyme no of course not you, and, you know? know what i mean and like little kim when it came to like being like this um um promiscuous i would say <laughs> like <laughs> she could never pull it off but the thing is i don't even think it was like like maybe that characteristic that she was trying to create that was a problem. I always felt the biggest problem for her was the fact that she continuously bought into the hype created by the fans where it's like if they gassed her up, if they basically blew her up in a certain way, she would just like, you know, the retweets or the the things she would say in like interviews or in her songs or things that like were basically what the fans were telling her. And you know, when you're somebody that's as big as she is, when you know you have that fan base, you know you can put out an album or you can put out a record and it's going to be, like, number one, for you to, like, stoop down to that level of everything my fans say, I'm going to make that the forefront. Like, you wouldn't see people like a Jay or a Bust to do that. You wouldn't see someone like a little Kim do that. You wouldn't see, like, a Beyonce or Chris Brown or these people do that. So I feel like that's the thing that was hurting her the most because... It was like she was allowing the the fans to dictate her reactions and her fans to dictate the things she was going to talk about and the things she was going to make a priority. And when she started doing that, that's when like all the bullshit started to build up and it became almost more of her image over her actual music. And that was the thing I felt hurt her the most. But if she's going to retire, retire. Have some children, build a beautiful family. Power to her, man. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Sass. And we're the host of The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. It's a podcast where we're going to talk about, well, sports. Specifically, what we do look at is what makes an athlete be the best that they can be. So not only do we talk to some athletes, but we talk to the people behind the athletes, from trainers to sports psychologists, you name it, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about other issues revolving sports as well, hot button issues like concussions, maybe doping. Give us a listen. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. Um, can you wait on it? Oh, sh- God damn. I'm gonna say that, you know? Hi, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna wash my hands here. Uh, I know what you're wondering. What are you doing in my bathroom? Well, this is very easy to explain. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh, 
I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh, interviews, and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye. Good. Yeah. Anything else? No. I mean, what else is there that happened that was remotely interesting? Well, uh, the Kevin Hart tape got released. I didn't even see it. Of his wife calling. She doesn't seem to. She just seems a bit like, yeah. So he said that he got it. You know what I mean? It was nothing. It seemed like she was skeptical too. Oh, as yeah. to who the hell you were with again. <laughs> like we we were skeptical on here, man. <laughs> and it was like it wasn't like you know, like somebody you realize like uh, your significant other is not hurt. It's like his story, like you know, they get hysteric and shit like that. Like I don't I didn't find that she was she was more like it was like almost like you could tell she had some questions. Yeah. Well I mean I feel like when we all heard that story we had some questions. Especially like after like I saw the pictures of the car and everything, I was well, like, "Well, I saw the pictures before you, right?" Yeah, you saw, and, and like what? when I saw it, I was like, "God damn!" I'm like, "Thank God he walked away from that." But at well, the same the time, the girl it's like, was unscathed; like she wasn't yeah. even needed. No but that's hospital. The thing. It's nothing. like that should happen. And Maybe he jumped in front like a protector, you know, the like, <laughs> chivalry moved and shit. <laughs> I would have had a lot of questions too. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like especially like. My main question would have been, you, why did you come home first after this happened? You think a woman's going to ask that question first? Uh, you know what? You got to ask the straight down the line question. Aren't she crazy, bro? Honestly, if she wanted the bro. truth, she should have like, oh, I'm not calling 911 until you tell me everything, Kevin. <laughs> so you better start explaining. Dude literally broke his back. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a his problem to me. <laughs> I would have literally been like, poop, kicking him in his back. No, I, wouldn't I hope Kevin ain't back up to his old ways, man. Bro, I like, hope not, man. he said he was 25 minutes. The police report said he was an hour away from his house. Hey. Who do I believe? I don't know. You tell me. Kevin, I'll trust the police. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, uh, it's crazy. Oh, oh my God. Man. No, that's a messed up shit, bro. And there's a possible third person that no one's yet. One thing, when I first heard the the story, they were saying there was two other people in the car. But yeah, like but that that car didn't look like a three seater. Yeah, but that's that exactly that. You know what I mean? Because it was a convertible, you know. And who wants to be in a backseat (laughs) in a convertible? Like really, bro? There's just so much about that story, and I'm just like, yo, Kevin just looks mad fishy, and I'm quite sure, like, if at some point the shit does come out. Wait, isn't Terrence how isn't Terrence whatever whatever Terrence J? He was the one who did the, the last time too, right? Yeah, he uh, ditched the car after a night. I think accident. Nelly's next, you know. Husbands of Hollywood. Aren't they all on that show? I don't know. Probably I've... in the script. I don't know, man. Because they keep copying the same shit. He's another one. He got into that crash and ran off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean with the unidentifiable un- un- girl. Like, I just hope he, he isn't up to his old ways, man. He is, bro. Like, why are you Because right now, it's like he, he's in a, a very peculiar position. He's in a terrible, not Because per- it's like you have this situation happen. Then you have, like, that clip from the shop come out, which I feel a lot of people 
understandably blew it out of proportion, but when you see like the whole conversation, I haven't seen the episode yet. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it. like I, I saw like I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw like the the part where they're talking a little Maz X, right. and yeah, like him. Basically, it's it's him saying like you know you get that the first clip that was going out that was like 15 seconds or whatever right. it was like oh it doesn't matter you know like so what if you're gay like who cares. But then in the conversation he was having, he was just saying, it's like, when you live your truth, you don't have to explain it outside of you showing it, you know? And it's like, once you said what you are, then that's all that mattered at that point. Now well, you don't... And why is people still hype about it? Well, that's the thing. Everybody watched that one little clip and, but even and if they he, freaked even out. Even if he hypothetically did that, there's there's no reason for him them to be like that in, in rage. Well... The the reason of the rage is mostly because it's a dismissal of a no, it's not bro. no. Because if you go and say you know like yeah you coming out okay like who cares oh. you came out like it doesn't matter but we know in society like people come out and then they are literally attacked and in some cases but killed that's my as point. a matter but, of them coming like, out that's the thing like I have no problem with the uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be politically LGBTQ correct community. the gay community <laughs> I'm cool with gay folks. I don't even like to call them gay people because I think it's stupid because no one calls me a heterosexual. They call me a male <laughs> or, or they, they call me say black. You're cisgendered. No, no, no. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. No other group of people <laughs> identify <laughs> themselves by. No, like no one identifies themselves as like any heterosexual group don't identify themselves like I'm a girl. And, you know, like I don't think gay people need to walk around with that tag. I think that idea in itself is. As much as society is, how the word I'm, what I'm not acceptance, I feel like th them walking around with that tag add burden to their life. And they should just be able to be like, I'm a male, or I like who I like. They, there should be no need to this whole idea of coming out anymore. Like, yeah, I think all I'm, those things should be stopped. I feel like from where we stand in, in our luxury of being where we live and the society that we have immediately around us, then. I understand that, but it's knowing that, you know, there are still a lot of places gay, lesbian, trans people are literally attacked on a daily basis for what they are, whether they come out or it's like suspected of them, you know? So Bro, I understand that. It's, and it's all about representation. I agree. Point. I'm not saying I'm not saying otherwise. There's there's a bunch of people I'm, and I'm by no means am I trying to diminish what they go through. But there's also, you know, there's a bunch of women who goes through all sorts of shit on a daily basis for yeah. just being a woman. There's black folks that go through it. There, you know what I mean? Like all these labeling, I think is the most frustrating thing. And we play into these, these societies things that I feel like should be taken down. They're archaic. No. Just move, live your and life. That's the thing. Like, I'm not like, I completely understand where you're coming from, but it's also with the understanding of, you know, as much as we in 2019 going into 2020 should be in a place where we don't have to put these labels on things, it's understanding that we still don't have this respected position coming from the whole majority of society. No, no. What I'm saying, that that's not the point. Like, society is not going to accept you. Society is the way it is. Hmm. You have to then, you have to shift society. And one way of shifting society is not by playing by their rule. And I think one form of the way they want you to identify is for you to be like, oh, I'm carrying, like, it's the same concept with the word nigger, right? It's the same concept to be like, oh, well, I've turned it into 
a salutation or I've turned it into, and we don't say nigger, we say nigga, which is, a, you know, it's yeah. like a whole ignorant shit. Maybe we should just take them all out, all these whole different labels and shit, and just live our lives, bro. Well, like, the best way to get to that position is, is by getting there. Is literally having that representation out there, and it's understanding. Look, and I know you you don't agree, which is fine. But I don't. If we get to a point where, you know, like you look at society as it is, the way it's going, it took so long for black people to be accepted, to get representation in whether it be sport, television, movie, etc. And you look at just the minority societies within our society, the fastest way for us to accept them is to see it represented. And for someone like Little Nas X, who is, you know, literally at the peak right now, for him to come out, and I'm not, like, I know some people when he did come out, they were saying, oh, he's using it for cloud and shit like that. But no, I just, I see it as this is literally somebody who has so many young, impressionable minds looking up to him. Some who are probably straight, gay, lesbian, trans, and knowing that they have somebody that represents and is doing it in a good way. You know, just putting his truth out there, showing that it's okay to be yourself and to have your truth out there front and center. That type of representation is necessary in our society to get to this point of it not needing to be out there because we're not there yet. Bro, There, I, I don't even think it's a concept of representation anymore. And I will tell you why, because I think there's a lot of gay people, or so to speak, I hate even using that because it sounds so stupid. There's a lot of people... Or a lot of people who uh, identify as gay in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. The whole part is, why do you need to identify as such? Because by identifying it, you're saying, it's like you're sticking out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to me at this point, like, live your life the way you want to live it. You don't have to justifiably mm -hmm. say anything to anybody. Just live your truth. And, like, let's be honest. The reason why this whole thing... It, it sucks because it, for it to create this whole uproar, it's, again, people use uh, these things to be uh, like triggers for society. So a black male comes out saying I'm gay, he's in hip hop. It's a big conversation. You know what I mean? If this was a, a white male coming out in pop and saying I'm gay, no one's going to give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the effect that people are looking for the reaction, the shock value. And to me, when when we as a society react to these things, we show, that's not progression in my eyes. It shows how unprogressive we are. That to this day, a black male who's gay, like people who think hip hop don't have gay people in it, or, or someone's gonna come out to say they're gay for shock value, is like, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it is crazy. And like, I, I don't think me, it's a shock value thing at all. But at the same time, like even in saying like, we know for a fact there has to be a lot more gay people in hip hop just because of it's a number of ratios at that point. But the representation isn't there. But what, what, what like the whole point is, is like, that's like saying like there's no representation for an Arab rapper. So you have to be, I'm an Arab rapper. Like you have to keep announced, like pronounced and advertise to the world like I'm an Arab rapper. Like, that's stupid oh, and, But even with that, it's like, if you want to be the person who comes out as the Arab rapper and and that's your thing, then so be it. Like, the same way you say it's like you don't have to do it, if you want to do it, that's okay as well. But again, but then if you want to do it and there's a backlash for it, 
then it shouldn't you shouldn't be uh whole in society to be like oh well society's messed up society's not progressive because we you know like these type of things we know what's gonna happen you know what i mean like it's crazy to me like personally like yeah. that's just how i feel and obviously it's not like i can't relate so to speak because like i don't think gay people choose to be gay like i didn't choose to be black either but it's a bit different because like i can't hide my race but people could you mm. don't i don't know everybody's sexuality right yeah by looking at them but by looking at me you can tell i'm black so it's a bit different it's hard to compare but to me it's like what you're doing in the privacy of your home and your private life like you should not have to justify it to society yeah and the whole like i've never understood the whole come out shit and to me i get in the beginning where people are doing it amounts their community to like sort of celebrate their i guess them being free because obviously i could just imagine the burden that is on them but to me it's like you shouldn't have a burden right mm. if it's not like a see it's not a secret that people are gay you know what i mean like so you shouldn't be ashamed like that notion that people still have this they walk around with this shame it's crazy to me because to me is i understand that society ha plays a contributing factor to it but i feel like in some ways like if you ignore society like we ignore a lot of shit even beyond just society itself like you know like it's you say they shouldn't have to have this shame but we know overwhelmingly in the black community itself the stigma that is against homosexuality and the way it's looked at within our community bro itself. there's a there's a black there's in the black community there's a the same stigma over black male who who perform oral sex on women but that's my point it's like we know how but our community looks at homosexuality right. and the way we treat it like it's just knowing what goes on within our own little circle bro i understand what you're saying but here like, we're not that far removed from the no homo era like oh by no means you know what i mean and i'm not saying that either but we're not no far away from you know but it's understanding mouths. it's you like feel me? when we know what has overwhelmingly been something that's so negative whether it's in hip-hop community or in the black community itself knowing that we have people that are successful who are coming out showing that other people within that community who aren't as lucky to be where we are and i'm not saying like we are as in for like if we were to come out or whatever it is it's just oh there's no coming out for me i'm sorry but you know what i mean where it's like this is the black community we're a part of is nothing like some of the black communities that are like in the states or in africa or in europe like it's so different whereas right, coming out could literally mean life or death oh of course i'm sure there's 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 a, a plethora of situations and such what i'm saying is I, if i was a gay male if i was a gay male i wouldn't have no come out issue I would not be announcing that to the world. I'll live my life the way I want to live it yeah. and be me. Like, I don't care to advertise to the world that I'm gay or to do all that to me. I don't, I think the moment we start taking away those type of powers from society is the moment we progress and we live freely, freer mm. as people. And I, I mean, there shouldn't be a burden on them. Cause like, I don't, like I said, I don't walk around saying I'm a heterosexual male. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't see, I don't see the purpose of labeling yourself I'm a gay male or all well, these other I things. I feel like the only way to get to that is when it, it's seen as a normalcy. And at the moment... But again... No, it, it, it's literally once it's seen as a normalcy, once right. we have... The same way we have, like, 
celebrity relationships that are hetero that are put on the forefront and pictures of tabloids and all this shit. Like when that type of normalcy is put towards that as but, well, but who, but we will get again. There. You see, this is also society values, right? Yeah, and because because hold on, Helen Ellen DeGeneres is a known lesbian. Yeah, she's probably the number one daytime TV host right yeah. now, right? Like, you know, she doesn't. It's the point. What I'm trying to say is like. So what if society puts up all these, uh, what do you call it, like heterosexual couples? They don't have to do that for the gay community. But understand, her coming out, especially when she came out, you know, she was, at the time, first female comedian. Right, I she know She does that. it. She has, a, like, her TV show. It was such a big deal, but it also was such a big progression towards understanding and creating that normalcy and like for I said, I understand the, the, the people who are in the forefront of that process. Yeah. I'm talking about in today, like 2019. There's still a long Bro, there's still go. a lot of work to do in every yeah. in, in society, period. But what I'm saying is part of the pressures of that, it, it sh if there's pressure that apply to you, that has been applied to you because of your sexual orientation or race or whatever it is, that you can control, it shouldn't be coming from an internal source. That's where I'm thinking it's damaging. You know, like when... Sorry. Mm -hmm, don't spill it. But when it comes down to, like, I, I would never walk... I understand my position in society as a black male. I understand how I'm probably perceived by others. But I don't let that shit burden me and, and try to hold me back or, you know what I mean, like, lift a prisoner to that, that society, you know... Uh, what you call that S -s -s label I don't live by that you know what I mean I'm a male like yes I'm black that's just factual right I don't I don't see the point I, to me I, I would like and I, I have gay friends and we have this conversation and like you met my homeboy on the, yeah. on the metro like when we used to talk back in college about like you know his process because he, he was one of the first to be like yo honest I'm like we were having a conversation once and I was like yo you should holler at this girl because there's this girl in her class and I'm like, yo, she kind of feel you. He's like, nah, I don't think so. And then one day we, we, we were on break and he was like, yo, you know I'm gay, right? I'm like, I know you're gay. I'm just messing with you in class, bro. And he's like, you know I'm gay and you, you still talk to me? And I was like, I was a bit like, well, why? He's like, well, I know black guys normally don't associate with gay people. And I was like, bro, like that's a stereotype. Yeah. Because that's not true. Right? So... Like, those type of things, I'm like, yo, that's a pressure that you're walking around with that I don't know you have and that no one knows you have, but you're inflicting it on yourself. And that's not healthy for anybody. No, I'm, I'm, it's not healthy at all. So that's why I'm saying it, that should be the next movement in the, the LGBTQ plus community. Drop the label. I would and love live to agree, life. but I mean. Live, live a life where you don't have to justify your actions. Live a life where what we would call normal, since it's the norm of like well, how heterosexuals live. Drop all that label shit. And then you, if society don't accept you, they don't accept you, but you're still going to live. And once you don't feel like, because if the normal process is for heterosexual, we don't identify, then you should do the same if you want normalcy in it. And the moment you start doing that, people are not going to be reactive. I think the, that there's a shock value behind it, especially done in the entertainment industry. Uh, I don't think it's a shock value. I have no problem with the labels. And I, I just say just knowing the people that I know in that community and knowing 
what representation means to them and, and seeing people that are in positions use their power to bring more awareness to a lot of the issues that they're going through and a lot of the things that are happening within that society, both positive and negative. The more people that come out that can be effective positively, I'm for. That's just the way I see it. Just knowing just like how hard it can be for a lot of those people who want to come out, who want to just live in their truth but can't because they're afraid of maybe getting kicked out of their home by their families or having somebody literally want to kill them. You know, like just knowing some of the shit that they go through. Right, but then once they get past that, drop the label. But it's not even a matter of like get past that. It's it's a reality of you take that step. And look, like you're saying like if they never announce what they are, then okay. Let's say in the family terms of like they're living in a religious family, they're uh, homosexual and they never tell their family right. who they are. They're not being true to themselves. Like my family has no clue if I'm gay or straight. I never make it known, but maybe my parents are constantly like, Oh, you, we found this beautiful girl. You know, she comes from a good Christian family. You right. should meet her. But now it's like, no, but hold on. If, if what I'm saying in, in that position, be like, listen, mom, dad, I'm not attracted to women. And there okay. it is. There's still the announcement. Right. But of course, I get that. But I wouldn't refer to that as a coming out because it's like, so then there should be a coming out for all the white guys who like black girls or all the, because there is white families who are bringing, like, yo, have a nice, you know, nice little girl that's but from our culture. But the point of it all is at some point it will come up. At some point it will be you having to live in your truth or. I, I agree. But what I'm saying and is, when you get to that point, there are still these realities of the things they go through. I agree. There's still people to this day that don't agree to interracial relationships. Yeah, it's it's it. The reaction is no different. There's some p- cultures that if you brought home a black male or black female as your wife, you're probably good as dead. Mm-hmm. There's no coming out for those. You know what I mean? Like to me, like. I think no, very much so because there's still, as you said, because these things happen, there are people who, when they're in these relationships, get literally disowned by their families and get communicated from their families. Yeah, but what I'm saying, the whole announcement of it, you don't see like the, uh, I'm just saying, like the Jewish girl who likes a black guy, she doesn't make an announcement and be like, oh, I'm into chocolate. Or I'm into well, black guys. I'm you into know what I mean? Or I'm into <laughs> black guys. I'm into Negroes. I don't know. She doesn't come out and say that. Or he doesn't come out and say, I'm into black women or brown women. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the need to get this public confirmation and be bold enough to say to the public, that's the part I don't. I could never wrap my head around. Yeah, and I get why for you, you it's a bit of a difficulty. But like I said, it's it's just one of the things of... It may not be something that you see as necessary, but it's something that will ultimately happen unless somebody just completely does not live in their truth. Bro, when they you get can to live that, in your truth without having the need to publicly no, announce but, it. But that's I'm not, outside of public. I'm just saying just the fact of it becoming known. Of course, it's going to be known. Because it being said publicly is because a lot of times people in this community seeing the suffering that happens to other people within that community so if they know yo i know like one of my friends who came out now their leader got kicked out of their house didn't even have a chance to put anything in a knapsack on their way out they were just like boom get out and they see that happening to them 
it's still a very big reality of how unaccepted they are within the society. And I agree. So, so they find strength and comfort in knowing that they stick together, they have each other's You're back. missing the point. And, no, I, no, I agree to all of that. You agree to it all, but, and I know you're saying like the big grand announcement yeah, is one thing, but it's understanding that these big grand announcements happen because they want people to know that even if you come out and you have the people that you thought were closer to you turn on you, you still have a community that is willing to accept you and bring you in and be there for you. Bro, I understand all that. And that doesn't require an announcement. Like I said, there's culture and where people get kicked out. Black people brought home a white girlfriend. The dude might get put at the door and be like, you can't bring her in this house. You know what I mean? If you want to be with her, you're going to get out. And he's done that. You don't see like the, you know, like to me, it's like when you start creating these small, not small, because it's not a small, like you start creating this community for support. I agree with it 110%. It's necessary. Right, especially dealing with people who've gone through similar things that could teach you how to deal with it. You know, you have someone who could relate. It's necessary. I'm never against those, the community groups or whatever. What I'm saying is, is the the, the need to announce it. It's like, and I often hear it re referred to as like liberation. Sort of, it's like sort of getting rid of that that yeah. burden because it's like the secret you were living with, bro. But in the same context. A gay person would could go through the same thing as someone who brought home someone of an opposite race or a race that is not valued in your community. You get treated the same way. Mm. But there's no public announcement to be like, hey, I'm interracial now. You know what I mean? Like, there's none of that. Like, it's always... And it's and some of the, the consequences are the same. Dire. Uh, they're very, um, you know, impactful on somebody's life. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think once you start dropping those type of labels and shit, mm. I think for people, it, 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 once you start normalizing it, you would, you would see even younger kids feel like, okay, all right, I don't have to feel weird about being friends with this person because they're gay, right? Because that gay person or child might, and I don't know how it works, but a, a younger person who may not understand their emotions and whatnot, often probably takes their life because they feel like this pressure because even within their community, they see how the community works. It's like, oh, for me to get there, like I have to make this big thing and it's too much for me. Versus if they made it like, yo, it's normal. If you're like that, just come on. You know what I mean? We could chop it up, whatever. I think that's how it needs to be. If you want to make it normal, act, like I, I don't want to use the word act normal because I don't believe in normalcy. You know, I'm, I'm a weirdo. So I don't believe in normalcy. But just... Don't get like try to draw eyes onto a situation that to and then think it's gonna be normal. It's not. Yeah, like I feel like we're because we're looking at it, it's a position of we have absolutely no problem with that community. It's easy to say the things you're saying right now, but for those who don't see that community the way we do, and for these people that live with or were raised by or have that in their community around them. It's not that simple. It's I not mean, like we can talk in circles about it's this, not but it's just not simple. that simple. I, I think it's a, a mindset. I, I really do, and I do think of the same thing. Like when black people use the excuse that I'm black, so this is why I do. You know, this is how I get treated. Like it's like even like we've had conversation with put like, uh, with police situation. Like oh, I got stopped because I'm black, not because I ran the red light, but because <laughs> I'm black. 
You know what I mean? Like those type of things are not going to help any oppressed group progress. If you start using what you believe your oppressors use against you to oppress you, and then you use that as a justification for something, it's not going to be working in your favor. You're playing into the hands of your oppressor or be it society or, or whatnot. Like even when we have those conversations about like the police brutalities or various other things, you know, like we talk about it because we want to bring awareness to it. We talk about it because we know these situations aren't the way they should be happening in society. Right. So on the flip side of that, if the LGBTQ community is speaking up to bring awareness and they're speaking up to show like the way things are happening in society could be better. Right. I agree with you. They should. I'm not disputing that. That's the that. parallel. That's not what I'm disputing. You're you're disputing the any grand process in way, the way they go about it. Yes, the public announcements. I don't. I don't. And see yeah, and like I that. said, like I I get that, but it's understanding that these announcements happen because of the pockets. What pockets? I like the worry. pockets of the smaller communities of the people who don't have that luxury of being able to just come out with ease, but they need to know that there's a community and there's places they can go if but what does that announcement have to do with the community like if a celebrity like little nas x makes that announcement and he has such young impressionable minds looking up to him at least they see somebody bro their reality is not the same no but it's the same way when like let's say obama became president and you had young black kids being like we can get there (laughs) they they got lied to but okay no but it's still it's that (laughs) understanding like there's something that for such a long time felt unachievable and it becomes like a reality of we can get there. But you see, that's the problem, though. You don't see the the other side of that being a problem. No, I see because it. little Nas X is not gonna get the backlash that Sally from Nebraska, that's a lesbian. No, and, I'm, and that's you know uh, what that's I mean? what I'm like, saying. He's not gonna get the backlash, but it's the strength in numbers and the strength in community. No, it's not a realistic. You gotta know, like, if fact. you're in a place where you feel like you are completely all alone, but then you see, yo, there is literally communities out there where i can go and have that support and have that strength and that foundation you need to see it you need to know where it From is you the need hill to know to hollywood? It's represented. dude it doesn't have to necessarily be like the hollywood hill but it's a but that's my of point it's there but like even even with your obama analogy like bro like there have been greater black folks than obama look, in, in that life. was an extreme it's the most relatable thing you can say as no far as not I at can, all but anyway look to you but what i'm saying is it's the visual of having it there and knowing that representation is there so then what so okay but okay on the flip side sally in nebraska don't have that support system then she suffers right because she's looking on tv and she's online and she's seen all these people come out and she have no idea where in nebraska she could find a supporting group of people there's it probably not there and then so she feels like oh shit this is something i have to live with as a secret that's what i'm talking about and that's where like even like if bullying is a problem, now the fact that you are in your own head feeling that you're abnormal, that's where the problem lies. You understand what I'm saying? On uh, the flip I, side I wouldn't of it? say her fearing like the odds of her not being able to find that community within Nebraska, let's say. I'm just using that as an, an example. Yeah. Right. And I'm using the example. Like the odds of that happening, let's say she can't find that community immediately, at least with the way technology is today. Right. She could find it online. She right. could gain support online. Right. 
maybe go to therapy, even right. get it that way. But right. to act like because she sees it there and now, oh, there's no hope for me. That's I, not how it would go down. What I'm saying to you is very simple. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not disputing all of that. Technology draw everybody closer. What I'm saying is, is if they, if the community want, like for them, for, for, for the importance of the come out to be at such like high level in a gay person's life, right? Because everybody always talks about it. Like every, even I was watching uh, Million Dollar Listing hmm. and um, there was a episode, there was the, ep- the most recent episode, like this couple, like couple and like two kids were living in this nice penthouse, but they only had two bedrooms. And so they have a baby and the baby, they took one of their closet, which is extremely huge and made a bit a room. And the, the guy, the real estate agent happens to be gay. And he's like, trust me, you can ask my parents. The sooner your kid comes out of the closet, the better it is for them. You know, like it was kind of funny because of the situation. And I was just like, I sat back and I thought about it. I was like, yo, that's kind of crazy. Because like as a straight or oh, straight heterosexual male, I never have to worry about that. <laughs> and I think it's unfair that gay people have to worry about coming out of the closet. It Under- is unfair. And like, that's the big, it's completely unfair. It is. But, but it, for every single one of them who wants to live in their truth, there's that moment where it's, am I going to tell them? Or am I just going to tell leave them? Complete- I'm not against. I'm not against telling them. No, but them. what I'm saying is, is like there is always that moment where there is that I'm gonna either be myself around them and be honest, and whatever comes of it comes of it. Right. Or you have the opposite of where, let's say, they just know their parents are that super religious, not going to be accepting. They've right. already heard the "if you were ever this, right, then right, 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 done," right. and it's how fast can I get away from them? Okay. That's fine. I agree. But either way, right. every single person wants to live in their truth. Whether you're straight, gay, whatever, you want to live in your truth. I agree with you. What I'm saying to you, the idea that like from a kid, like a gay kid, I'm sure has to live with the pressure in his mind from, let's say, let's say he discovers his sexuality at 11 years old and he lives in a household as such where like daddy is like a football fan and, you know. Hmm. You know, brothers are all macho and he doesn't feel that way. He has to live from the age of 10 to, let's say, 18 when he is off to college in that that space, that bubble that like, yo, any wrong signs that I give, I could be dead. Like to me, that's the part that, OK, fine, I understand that. And that's crazy. But once you go out, get off to college, do you do you care now at that point? To, you could live your truth. No one's going to... But imagine, like you said, from 10 well, to 18. Right. I, I agree with you. <laughs> but then why... Like, So you're saying the, come, the, the announcement is like, again, like I said, a freedom aspect. It's a relief of, uh, of, of social pressures. Is that... Oh, for sure it is. But like to me, it's like... That I shouldn't, couldn't imagine it any other way. But don't you think that's you, empowering the values of society? That's what? That's empowering the values... Oh, or I think that empowers the power the, society have over I think an that empowers the individual who, like you said, from ten to eighteen, knew who they were, but had to hide who they were for so damn long out of fear of Being what would happen. Physical hurt, right? Yeah, it's like if if for that long you knew what you were and you just couldn't be that. I think that builds enough pressure over time that you're gonna want to like shout it on a fucking rooftop when you get the opportunity to. 
And I have absolutely no problem with you doing that, especially knowing the things that can happen or have happened to people in that community. I, I, I don't know. I, I just hear from a different and scope. Th- but like for us, it's like we never had that pressure. We never had to like announce that. Bro, we I've were been in straight. an interracial, interracial relationship where most likely it wasn't going to go well for the other person, oh, for my, but my even, girlfriend. Even no, with that. Right. And the pressures of that. I would. It would be. It would be funny if. If like. But did you ever feel like the pressures of that were life and death? Yeah. We never spoke about it, but it was like it, you were gonna get killed because you were with this girl, or at least for her safety. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like for you specifically, like not her. For you, did you feel like you were gonna get killed potentially as a result yeah. of that relationship? I could have been. Yeah. Well, I felt that it, it's a possibility. Yeah, and I was told that numerous times. We're not going to discuss this on air. Well, no, this whole thing, not. but I mean, yeah. So it will be. I would be happy. Let's say it came to a point where it didn't end up that we end up being together forever. Fairy tale bullshit. But I wouldn't see the like. I wouldn't see like I need to have like a come out party or a, a public announcement. You know what I mean? Like we would have just continued living our life normally, hmm. right? Because at that point, accept it or not, it's the our truth. Yeah, and the idea—that's what I'm saying. Okay, maybe I'm wording it properly now. The whole I'm a, like, is like I'm gay. It, the announcement is like, as if you want society to accept you, and it, that's what I'm seeing. Like that's how I see it, and I see it like because you're you're saying I'm gay, is like society, like please accept me. I'm a gay male, or I'm a gay, I'm a lesbian, or I'm a trans, or I'm this, or I'm that. As opposed to if you want to tell your friends and your your family, like listen, mom, dad. This is this is who I love and this is what I love or whatever the case is. Keep it at that level. Like well, how, I think that community does want acceptance. Right. But that, I'm saying if you keep it at that level and you don't do that big announcement, it's like to me the announcement and most people see it that way. It's like you're screaming for attention. I don't see it the same way. Huh? I don't see it the same way. No, I, I understand. I'm not saying yeah. you, you should, but I'm just saying for a lot of people, they do see it as like, yo, you're screaming for attention. Like. Bro, you were the same person before you announced that you were gay to me or and after we're still going to be cool. Like, you know, no one's accept you because of your sexual orientation. You should be accepted for. But remember, that's us. No, but because on the flip side, there's literally the ones who are like, oh, you're you're gay or you're a lesbian. And. OK, but who if, if somebody don't want <laughs> you know to like, talk to me. <laughs> Because I'm black fam, or if I was gay and they don't want to talk to me for I'm black, bro, I'm happy that you're not around me because you were not for me to begin with. And look, I get that. Like, like I wouldn't give a like, flying. And it's that's your mentality, but I know for others it's harder. Because they value too much of society. Look, if your mother birth- looked you dead in the face and said, uh-huh. I never want to see you again, that shit's gonna fucking sting. Would it hurt? Absolutely. And I mean it would, uh, you know what I mean? It would hurt, but at the same time, like, am I am I not going to live my truth because my mom doesn't want to see me no more because I'm a certain No, way? you're still going to live your truth. Right, so you, you so what's the point of lingering on something that, okay, you want to live your truth, but you want to be accepted? Fair enough. Somebody say, listen, live your truth or, or and don't have me around or keep your shit secret and have me around. Bro, I'll lose everybody to be myself. Yeah. I don't need to announce it. 
And that's, and honestly, that's what happens with a lot of people in this community. They choose to live their truth and they're willing to lose it all. And then they open up about it because now they need the community to be by their side. They need, because look, to, to go and literally lose everything and to have nothing to fall back on or nothing to support you in the, that time. Bro. You need that community. You have nothing if you don't have yourself. But no like, matter how much if community nobody, you have around you. But the you, thing is, like, if nobody makes the announcement and we don't know where, like, if someone's gay, straight, or whatever, and somebody But make, what importance but look, is that? But somebody says to their family, and then their family completely disowns them. Okay. Now they don't know where to go. Now they don't know who is on their side who's the same way the trust. same way you draw you, you you took my example and you said sally from nebraska could go online but that's why and I, there's an online but exactly community. but that's but, why but, i said to have people who come out and to have people who are open about what they are right you know in a situation where sally gets disowned that she has a place to go but that again, she has people she can the coming go to. out the announcement has no relevancy in that process it does. Absolutely not. It does because if she doesn't know where the community is, how is she going to get to them? Oh, how is so she what? Find Coming out is like putting your beam in there and like a superhero. It's season probably the Batman signal, man. Bro, get out of here. Cut it out. How? Cut it out. I think if you ex you need to be true to yourself, be true to the people that values you, and I think nine out of ten times, even if your parents react fucked up, you're gonna always have. I think majority of parents get the shock value. Obviously, like the shockness of like, oh shit, especially like you know Caribbean males probably, but I'm sure a lot of Caribbean women, if their son came out to them as being gay, they're not gonna be like, get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I I, I won't say unless like they they live at home with their husband and have like he can't stay on, bro. And even then, you still could work your relationship out with your family, and some we, that'd be a great hope. Are you saying the majority of gay people that comes out to parents who no, are not, I'm not acceptant of no, it? No, I'm not they, saying. They I'm lose saying their you, you could definitely try to work it out, but it's this, if they turn on you, what do you do? Bro, you, we get people turn on us all the time. Like to me, that's like, that doesn't show a, a, strength, a, a sign of strength in character, in my opinion, honestly. Like that's the problem. I, that's like, so when Kevin Hart did like, okay, no one cares, I was like, bro, that's exactly how I feel. Like, no one cares. Like, we love your music or we don't love your music. Not because you're gay all of a sudden, like, there's some sympathy party for you. Or now if I say I don't like your music, then it's like I'm homophobic. It's because, he, you know what I mean? Like, we see it also with, with uh, what's homeboy name? Like, made that dope record. Orange. Um, oh, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. When he came out, it was like, oh, okay, he's gay. Okay, so what? Who cares? People care. Who cares, bro? Like, like people you're care, human. Man. We're human before anything else. I know it's it's the easier. Like we should be in a position of who cares, but we're not there yet. We're really not. We're never going to be. Sad, sad news. We're never going to be. No, there. I think we'll get there. We're we're not. We're not. We'll get there. People are always gonna <laughs> have their personal bias. People are always gonna society's gonna always have what they push forward. It's just the way life is. No, of course, but when it so, becomes the majority of like, people, if I like had, with this mentality of who cares, when it becomes the majority, bro, if I had a that's kid, that's when we'll be all right. If I had a kid and my kid was kid 
and I had an inkling that my kid was gay of any sort, like, you think I'm not going to sit my kid down and have that conversation? Yeah, but that, like, you can't just look at the whole as from the way oh, you would see Oh, not from my it. perspective, look, I get it. The way we would be is is great. Like, we obviously would still love and care and support and nurture, but that's not the case for all. I understand that, but what I'm saying, I understand the whole process. My whole thing is just but We're to literally talking in circles right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I were, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely done. <laughs> I got things to do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So any last thoughts? <laughs> I mean, just spread love, man. Be love is love. Be kind to each other, bro. Like it's I don't know what else to say. And I need to find out what happened in that car, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. My last thought, shout out to uh, Bianca Andreescu, who uh beat Serena Williams in the US Open. First Canadian to win a major. Beautiful, man. She did it in straight sets. Oh, Whatever. Damn right, man. And look, last year she was ranked, I think, 150. 200. Didn't make it into the U.S. Open because she was injured. Yeah, she did. Yeah. 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 Serena was hurt during the Rogers Cup. Yeah. But to like. Oh, she's not better than Serena. Basically, no, we're not saying she's better. Oh, let's keep that 100. Look, she still has. She beat her in a game, bro. Twice. Twice. Get a bitch. <laughs> but look, the first time she beat Serena in the Rogers Cup, you know, Serena got hurt. Like she was injured. So there was like, it was a victory with an asterisk. But look, she did it straight sets. And look, oh. Serena mounted a comeback, which, heart of a fucking champion, to be down 5 1 in the second set. Yep. And to bring it to 5 5, look, you can't knock Serena at all, man. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh no! Yeah, like she, she got she got anybody get, else at five one. It's done. Oh, bro, you saw what Serena did to home girl the other the, the, Blog, man. The I, one like before. I said, man, Oof. hats off to Bianca Andreescu. Great victory! You did it when the crowd was against you. You did it. Amazing! I hope she has a great, long, prosperous career. The next one up, man. I'm Let's just waiting do it. for Serena to get those. Did it for the country, baby. The 24th, the 25th, and then she could retire. I hope that. Serena gets 24. Yeah, she has to get 24. It's like I, I, I was looking at this match like it's a win-win, lose-lose. I was just hoping that she would if she had won the U.S. Open because the Australian Open is next, and then break the record where yeah. Because oh. I was looking at, it, I was like, I'll look, be happy if Bianca wins. Perfect, first Canadian to win a major. Like there's. It's amazing. It's it's done. Like I'm, she happy did she, that shit. I'm not happy she won. I, I could be. No, I was very happy. She I won. could be. I could be. Because it's not a. It's not like oh well, like the Serena thing like trumps anything. I'm happy like anybody achieves success. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's not the point. It's not a, something personal with her. But I just it kind of messed up the setup. You know what I mean? I just I was just hoping that she goes. Oh, man, in. look, look, Serena's gonna get it, man. She's but I wanted her to get it in Australia, it. man. Like it's too, it's been going on for a year. She's, she's been trying to get this twenty fourth. She's gonna get it. She we, better get it. We know it's gonna come. It's a matter of when. I just I wanted the Canadian. Yeah, if she wins the Australian, she better don't win the uh, again till she gets to the Australia next year, the year <laughs> after twenty twenty one. I just had to have like the national pride for uh, you know a Canadian winning in the U.S. Open. Like it, it was beautiful. Toronto Raptors win. She wins. Well, you know they say after all these smiles, there's going to be tears, right? <laughs> hey, hey, look. If the tears come, the tears come, man. But right now, 
We have a. We, we have, have a cold the first winter. Canadian do it. <laughs> we have, have the first cold, Canadian do it. A cold winter. Watch. So tip of the hat to her. It's gonna be the worst winter in Canadian history. <laughs> Look, the way the the weather's been shaping up lately, and it's, you guys can say whatever you want about climate change. I'm not looking forward to winter at all. <laughs> it's gonna be a cold winter. All these victories. Cold bundle up, baby. I gotta get jacket. I'm not worried. All right, guys, thank you yeah. all for uh, listening to another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast. To everybody in the live stream forum, thank you guys for being there. Thank you guys for tuning in. And then you can reach us Twitter and Instagram at Don't Be Mad Pod on Facebook, Don't Be Mad Podcast. We are out. We will see you next week. Peace.